Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty, health, and wellness. Back to basics. Placement is the topic of today. Placement is the topic. All yes. right. Moving backwards through the, the Moving surgical backwards plan. through the list. All right. So placement comes down to generally under the muscle or over the muscle. And within that, there's a couple fine-tuning things you can talk about, but... Let's talk about over the muscle first, because that's the easiest. And basically, this is the look that you end up with when people say they don't want the bolt-on look, because when you go in front of the muscle, you've got, in some cases, very little tissue covering that implant, especially if you're... Quite thin. Yeah, if the patient's very lean. Is this what most bodybuilders typically go with? Not anymore. Oh, okay. I, I think they did in the past. Yeah. And... Obviously, when they get very lean for their competitions, yeah. you're seeing that. Yes. Just and they say the balls on their chest. That's right. what they refer to them as. Do many people go with implants in front of the muscle anymore? And if so, what is the reasoning? I'm finding fewer people asking for it. Certainly there are still some, but in my practice, most people come in asking for dual plane. And I think that's just a result of them seeing before and afters. Yeah. And that's my preferred placement. Yeah. So who would be someone that typically would get over the muscle then? Well, I would never recommend it. Personally. Oh, okay. So it, I, is it ever clinically recommended usually or no? No, I think a lot of surgeons have their opinions and some of them prefer to go in front of the muscle just because, and I, I could see why, because cutting the muscle, you know, it's, it's an added trauma. For sure. And when you go under the muscle, generally you have more risk of bleeding and hematoma development. But this is... For, you know, for a lot of people, that's the main reason, or for a lot of surgeons, I should say, that's the main reason they want to go in front. But overall, I think the look of them is an issue. I think that over time, because there's less firm tissue supporting the implant, that gravity is going to take hold and it can actually pull the whole breast down. Right. So especially with the trend now of larger and larger implant sizes, you've got to deal with that weight. Yeah. Do you get more complications with going over the muscle besides that bolt-on look? Like do you bottom out easier because you have nothing like... Not necessarily no. because you still support the implant from underneath. You, right. you know, We still use the internal bra yeah. technique, whether you're under or over. There was some talk of capsular contracture being higher risk mm -hmm. with going in front of the muscle, but depending on which research you look at, that, yeah. yeah, so... I don't know. For me, I think it's more the aesthetic than anything else. That's, sure. that's why I don't do it. All right. And then what's the other option is dual plane under the muscle. Are they the same? Because I feel like I get confused with this. I'm like, I read things that people are like, oh, we did under the muscle, but it ended up being actually dual plane. What is this? Yeah. So if you think about under the muscle, so people would say either submuscular or subpectoral as an umbrella term and dual plane is a category within that. Right. So you can get complete submuscular coverage and dual plane is maybe 0.5 or 0.75 coverage okay. of the implant with the muscle. And you predominantly do dual plane? Yeah, I do dual plane because I like that we're getting the coverage over the top of the implant and that's softening the transition from chest onto breast. So that's preventing that very harsh line you see in the, the bolt-on look. And then at the bottom, I like that the implant being under the breast tissue directly is going to expand that lower pole because most of the time that's what you need to get the right shape. Cool. Is there much more to talk about dual plane? <laughs> dual plane is 
interesting because you can actually customize how you do it. So I think every surgeon does it in a different way. There, do you do it different per patient? Like, is it customized to the patient or is it just customized to the technique of the surgeon? No, it's customized to the, well, it should be customized to the patient and the implant. Right. So all of those things come together and that's how I decide to design my dual plane. There are standardized dual plane techniques. There's a surgeon called Tebitz, his surname is. And so there's a Tebitz one, two, and three. And that just determines how high you release the muscle. Right. So I don't follow that technique anymore. I did learn that. And that's what you'll find in some textbooks. A lot of people subscribe to that. But I think you actually get better results by customizing the muscle release to each patient and the implant according to how much you want to stretch that skin up. Right. If you have multiple surgeries Mm -hmm. and you're going to cut through the muscle each time or you don't cut through the muscle each time. Well, no, typically. So if you've had your one surgery, so your first surgery, you have a capsule that forms inside. Right. And the muscle becomes part of that capsule essentially. So when you're going to remove the implants, do you need to just insert the implants back into that same capsule or do you remove that capsule and then put the implant back in there? Or is this a bit yes too complicated? And no. right. Yes and no. No, we can, we can talk yeah. about it because I think this is something that people don't really understand either. Yeah. So you've got to think about the types of tissue that you're dealing with. So with the breast, you've got your skin, gland, fat, muscle, And then in the case of a removal and a replacement, you've got the capsule to deal with. So each of these tissues has an amount of stretch in it. And if I want to go bigger, let's say someone's come in with a 300 cc implant and they want to go to 700. This is typical, right? Yeah. So we can't fit that 700 cc implant in the existing capsule because it doesn't have as much stretch Stretch, as skin. Yeah. So I then have to remove part or all of that capsule to fit the 700 in. Does that mean then you need to go and cut more muscle? Sometimes. Sometimes in the the case of removing, if you're removing the entire capsule in a dual plane or subpectoral placement, inevitably some muscle fiber is going to come with it because they're intertwined with the capsular fibers. So it's very hard to get it out without taking a little bit of muscle with it. I don't typically remove the capsule unless it's pathological. So that's if it's a capsular contracture. So I'll usually remove part of it because if we're going quite a bit bigger, we want to stretch the lower pole. So I'll usually remove the lower part, which is not intertwined with the muscle. And then the rest of it, I'll do what's called a capsulotomy. So I'll actually cut through the capsule itself to get to the tissue that's going to stretch. Right. And so sometimes I'll cut it in different patterns. So essentially you end up internally, it almost looks like, I don't even know how to describe this. A spider web. No, it's it's like... (laughs) armor plating over a flexible oh do you know what the best way to to look at it is and i don't know if everyone's going to get this but i already know I'm not gonna you're, not gonna, you're not, gonna gonna not gonna get it you're not gonna get it okay so if you've seen the dark knight batman's new costume that he got is made up of multiple pieces of carbon fiber and kevlar over a softer underlayer, and it allows him to be more flexible right that's exactly the same concept of what i do inside so what you're saying is batman copied breast surgery Maybe, maybe, maybe breast surgery copied Batman. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what, that's how we handle the capsule because you need certain material or certain tissue to stretch a certain way to accommodate the new implant. Cool. And that's what makes removal and replacement difficult because you can't just swap the implants out. Yeah, and I think to. a lot of people think that's the, the case. Yes. And I think a lot of surgeons do that as well. And that's why you don't quite get a, 
as aesthetic result as That's you right. would hope for. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, what's your take-home message for today? Take-home message in terms of placement, you have to think about what you want. And I think you have to take that goal and work in with what the surgeon can do. Yeah. Because all of it works together. You can't just say, I want this. It's not like ordering off of a menu. Yeah. So with placement, I think you have to have a little bit of an open mind. Allow the surgeon to guide you based on the look that you want. Love it. I'm so sorry if you're watching this video and you saw me yawn the whole time. I literally could not stop yawning and I'm thinking in my head, if this is like split on camera and you're talking and then that's like me going. Actually on YouTube, it's going to be. <laughs> I know. I know it will be. And here I am being like. Anyways, it's fine. It's five o'clock, you know, five o'clock on a Friday. If I'm not yawning, I'm doing life wrong. <laughs> that's my take home message for today. I like it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode on placement. Don't forget to follow us. All of the information will be in the description bar below and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.